0: Chapter 58 of Explanation of Catholic Morals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. Explanation of Catholic Morals by John H. Stapleton. Chapter 58 Authority and Obedience. Authority means the right to command to command is to exact obedience and obedience is submission of one's will to that of another will is a faculty that adores its own independence is ambitious of rule and dominion and can hardly bear to serve it is made free and may not bend it is proud and hates to bend some will add it is the dominant faculty in man and therefore should not bend every man for himself we are born free all men are equal and no one has the right to impose his will upon another we are directly responsible to god and go-betweens are repudiated by the common sense of mankind this is good protestant theory and it is most convenient and acceptable to the unregenerate heart of man we naturally like that kind of talk it appeals to us instinctively it is a theory that possesses many merits besides that of being true in a sense in which only one takes it out of fifty who advocate it but these advocates are careful and the reason of their solicitude is anything but clear to keep within the religious lines and they never dare to carry their theory into the domain of political society their hard common sense forbids and they are likewise careful to prevent their children from practising the doctrine within the realm of paternal authority that is if they have any children society calls it anarchy and parents call it unnatural cussedness in religion it is freedom of the children of god if there is authority there must be obedience if one has the right to command there arises in others the correlative duty and obligation to submit there is no question of how this will suit us it simply does not and will not suit us it is hard painful and humiliating but it is a fact and that is sufficient likewise it is a fact that if authority was ever given by god to man it was given to the parent all men protestants and anarchists alike admit this the social being and the religious being may reject and repudiate all law but the child is subject to its parents it must obey failing in this it sins disobedience is always a sin if it is disobedience that is a refusal to submit in things that are just to the express command of paternal authority the sin may be slight or grievous the quality of its malice depending on the character of the refusal of the things commanded and of the command itself in order that the offence may be mortal the refusal must be deliberate containing an element of contempt as all malicious disobedience does the command must be express peremptory absolute and nothing must be commanded done that may not reasonably be accomplished or is not within the sphere of parental jurisdiction or is contrary to the law of god an order that is unreasonable or unlawful is invalid not only it may but it should be disregarded it is not sufficient for a parent wishing to oblige under pain of grievous sin that he ask a thing done that he express his mind on the matter he must order it and leave no room to doubt that he means what he says there may be disobedience without this peremptoriness of command but it cannot be a serious fault it is well also to make certain allowance for the levity and thoughtlessness of youth especially in matters whose importance is beyond their comprehension it is generally admitted that parental authority exercised in things that concern good morals and the salvation of the soul can scarcely ever be ignored without mortal offending this means that besides the sin committed if the prohibition touches matters of sin there is a sin specifically different and a grievous one of disobedience by reason of the parental prohibition there are two sins instead of one this should be remembered by those who against the express command of their parents frequent bad companions remain on the street at night neglect their religious duty etc parents have nothing to say in the choice their children make of a state in life that is they may suggest But must not coerce. This is a matter that depends on personal tastes and the inner voicings of the spirit. Having come to the age of manhood or womanhood, the party interested knows best what walk of life will make him or her happy and salvation easier. It is therefore for them to choose, and their choice must be respected. In this, they are not bound to obey the will of their parents, and if disinclined to do so, should not. End of chapter 58.